Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. All right, now we have been talking about the power of love, dealing with relationships, really. And everybody deals with relationships, whether you like it or not. You're in some type of relationship. You're relating to somebody. Now, my goal is to get you to understand what's going to happen in these last days. These are the last days of the church, whether you know it or not. I don't know if any of you guys look at the news and you see what's going on in the, uh, for, in the other countries or over in the Middle East and all this thing. Well, it's not just the Middle East. It's here at home. It's abroad, but yet it's here at home, too. There's a lot of things that's going on that you can open up your Bible and you can open up a newspaper. You can put them side by side and you can read the headlines. That's how fast things are coming around. And because you stick your head in the sand, it does not mean it's not going to happen. <laughs> Amen. When you see stuff happening, Jesus said, I told you before it happened so that when it happened, you might believe that I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing and I've got everything under control. That's why it's so important for you to have a God on your side. And there's only one God right now and that's his name is Jesus. Amen. And he's in control of everything. So you've got to get a relationship with him in order to be able to understand what he's telling you. Now, listen to me good. I understand some of the things that I teach from this pulpit is going to challenge you. It's going to challenge your faith. It's going to challenge your belief system. It's going to challenge your flesh. So I don't expect everything I say to go easy with you. My job is not to be easy, but to be truthful. My job is to give you what thus said the Lord. And when he gives me topics to deal with, I get the topics, I go before God, and I try to bring it to you in a way that you can receive it. I use a lot of things in the natural to help you to relate so that other people can understand too as well. And that all of us can come to an agreement that God's word is true. Now, last week I had a, a good amount of people, old folks say a red smart. <laughs> a red smart of people, <laughs> whatever that meant, <laughs> that told me and talked to me about my message last week. Well, understand me. Yeah, I put the message together, but by my spirit. I felt what God was giving me was what he wanted to use or to be able to, uh, yeah, use to, to, to check you, put you in check, and get you to understand that his word is supreme. If you're going to live in today's life, you're going to have to live by the word of God. There's so much stuff going on out there now that, that your opinion can be swayed because of the way society is and the way that society lives. You see something long enough, your mind will accept it. You're going to need some moral compass. You're going to need something that's absolute, that's going to be able to give you the opportunity to judge what you're listening and what you're hearing by. The only absolute that we have in the world today is something that cannot be destroyed and has never been destroyed over all the years, and that is the Word of God. God's Word will not return to Him void. His Word is true. You're going to have to use that word to be able to judge everything else that goes on in your life, how you conduct yourself, how you act, how you're living. The Bible says receive with meekness. The engrafted word means you have to engraft that word. To engraft something means to take some part of a plant, put it in with another plant, and guess what? It'll start back coming to life. Take the word of God and hook it to your suke, your mind, your soul, so that your soul can come back to life. Because your thinking is off. The way you've been thinking 
And what you have been going through, what we call life, has been altered. And the only way you're going to understand the truth is that you've got to get back to something that's absolute. You're going to have to get back to the Word of God. Now, uh, a lot of you all thought last week that I was telling you that you can't get married. I did not say that. So what I want to do is do a little review and then go on into where we're going. But you're going to have to stay woke. Okay? And you're going to have to stop shutting yourself down. Soon as something hits your spirit, it ain't what you want. <clears throat> you unplug. You take yourself off life support. You take yourself off life support. You pull the plug and hear nothing else I have to say. You made that choice. The word is still going to be the word, regardless of whether you receive it or not. Sometimes we get so far out there in the world that we, when we hear the truth of God's word, we don't want to hear it, and we rebel against it, and we get mad at God. Most people disguise it because they get mad at you. You think they're mad at you, but no, they're mad at who you represent because everybody can't handle the truth. What I gave you last week is the same scripture that we've been giving all along. Matthew chapter 24, verse 12. Matthew chapter 24, verse 12. He's talking, Jesus was talking to the disciples about the things that were going to be going on in the last days. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. There are going to be a lot of you all in here. Your love life is going to go cold. You're going to stop loving. Stop caring. And some of you all in here, the devil can hit you so hard, you say, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to do my own thing. You got to watch that. That's an enemy attack, and you need to be able to be conscious enough to know that God is still God. So with these scriptures and with us knowing this, we need to know how to handle love in these last days. Since God said that the love of many, it does not be you. Your name does not have to be there. He said many. You don't have to be the many. Since he told you what the world is going to be going through, he's trying to give you a head start so you can start getting your heart together so that you can walk this thing called life. Amen? So that you can learn to love. So last week I heard, I'm going to do a little review this week. I heard your concerns last week. I heard the questions that you asked me. And today I want to bring a little clarity. I'm not going to be fussing. Do it sound like I'm fussing? All right. So I'm not going to be fussing, but I'm going to ask you the first thing I started off last week before I try to ask you, can you handle the truth? And yeah, y'all said amen. You said it with your lips, but your heart was far from it. I'm going to ask you again today, can you handle the truth? I had men coming to me and telling me, you're too hard on the men. What? I'm like, what did I say? I asked the king, what did I say? Because I don't want people being mad at me. I don't want you being upset with me because I'm telling you the truth. It's not my word. I gave you the scripture. I put it on the board. You took pictures. So go back and look at the scriptures. Go back, open up your Bible, and see if it's there. I didn't write this. I only told you 
what the Word said, gave you the Scriptures, and you got mad at me. Here we go. James chapter 3, verse 15, uh, chapter, chapter 3, verse 13 through 15. I'm reading this from the Amplified Bible. AMP. All right? And underlined it, there was a, a, a topic, wisdom from above. I copied all of it. Okay? All right. And this is what he's saying. James said, Who among you is wise and intelligent? So he's asking you a question now. He says, you think you got yourself together. You're educated. You got some wisdom. Uh, which one among you that think you, you got some, some understanding? Let him by his good conduct show his good deeds and the gentleness and humility, and humility of true wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambitions in your heart. These people got wisdom up here. Check your heart. Because if you got all this wisdom and you got all this intelligence, can't nobody tell you nothing. You done read all these books out here and told you how to handle yourself. Check yourself. Make sure that if there's any bitterness or jealousy or selfish ambitions in your heart, don't be arrogant. And as a result, be in defiance of the truth. Don't get so educated that you defy the truth. Don't get so smart that you can't listen to God. Don't think you know so much that you know more than God. God's word is truth. And let every man be a liar. I don't know what you've learned in your university, your trade school, your backhood, whatever you learned it from, the stomping ground, wherever you learned it from, do not be defiant of the truth. This superficial or artificial wisdom is not that which comes down from above. You didn't get this from God. But it's earthly or secular, natural, unspiritual meaning. There's no spiritual stuff about it at all. Not only is it unspiritual, but even demonic. God said, when you get to the point that you want to obey my word, you better watch yourself because all your wisdom becomes foolishness before me. This stuff is unscriptural, unspiritual, demonic, and has all kind of weird stuff going on with it. You can't trust everything you read in a book. The only book that you can trust is the Word of God. The devil has tried for years, eons, trying to get rid of the Word, and he cannot do it. So everybody in here, listen up today. I gave you four types of love from the Greek. Agape. This is the top form. This is agape, unconditional love. All of us walk or have this inside of us. Unconditional love. That's when the Holy Ghost said he shared it abroad in your heart. This is a love that has been shared abroad in everybody's heart. By you knowing God, you've been created with an unconditional love. Now you have to watch this love because you can go overboard with it. Phileo. Love that exists between close friends. Some of you all here are close friends. 
All right? You're friends with each other. That's the type of love you can have. It's a love. A love. Phileo. Love that exists between close friends. Storge or storgy. Love that grows between family members. There are family, there are family folks in here. They run thick. Okay? They got that love. You fight one, you better look out because all of them coming at you. Pookin' them, Ray Ray, Jojo, all of them going to be after you. Okay? So that type of love, you really, you know, you have to watch out for all types of love. But then you got eros. That's sexual love. Okay? The problem that we have with this is that only in marriage should all these be manifested or demonstrated. There's a place for everything, and everything should have its place. This is a little bit over your head. Some of these types of love, you can't mix with just anything unless you marry. You can't take, and this is what happened in the, in the, in the, in the world, when you take phileia, a love that exists between close friends, and put eros with it, you got friends taking advantage, and then you think you're in love. So, young lady, when a brother tell you I love you, make him define which one of these loves he's talking about. He may just be talking about Eros. He just want him some. And because he told you I love you, you thinking that it's all this above. So you give him the Eros. There's no protection. No covenant. Mm-hmm. I know you said that was some protection. No, it wasn't. That, that's not protection. I don't know what your thoughts is. I heard your thought. The protection I'm talking about is through covenant right, where God okays and God says it's all right. That's protection. Other than that, you open yourself up to the demonic. You open yourself up to soul ties. You start acting like that fool. I see it all the time, especially with young, innocent, young ladies, innocent. And, and they're they, they so innocent. And then they, I don't know why, but, but y'all got to be careful because opposite do attract. And you could be just this sweet, loving, agape type of young lady. But you, why good girls like bad boys? I don't understand it. Why you can find somebody else who's just like you good? Because they're just, mm, I don't want nobody that's easy going. I don't want nobody that's good all the time. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. I like him rough around the collar. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. Let me get back to what I'm supposed to be doing today because I don't want to go way over that left field. But you better watch yourself. All right? You better watch yourself because there's some Sid Phillips out here. I'm sorry. Jermaine Stott said, what is Sid Phillips? <laughs> Y'all watch Toy Story. Y'all didn't watch Toy Story. Toy Story. Y'all remember the Bud Lightyear? Yeah. Remember Sid Phillips? Sid Phillips was the one that was, there was two boys, Andy and Sid Phillips. Andy cared about his toys. Andy would take his toy and right under the, remember, what's his name, the, the, uh, the cowboy? Woody. He took Woody and wrote under Woody's foot his name. He claimed it. He gave Woody his name. That's a good boy. Mm-hmm. He cared about his toys. He played with his toys. But Sid Phillips would strap dynamite to his toys. Didn't give him his name. He came in there and disrespected his toys, and he looked at his sister's toys, and he took his sister's toys. He took this little doll that his sister was playing with, took this doll head off, 
got one of his monsters, Dysanero, or whatever you call these monsters, and put her head on this toy. He made a monster, a freak out of her. You don't want the good boy. You want the bad boy. You want somebody going to make you laugh. He's going to laugh at you because he's going to make a freak out of you. You better watch out for Sid Phillips. Mm-hmm. Sid don't care nothing about you. He's just making you laugh because he knows what he's after. He wants to see how much of a freak you can be. Do I need to light up because we got kids in here? The king said, yep. <laughs> you, you need to be able to understand that because of the times we're living in, the love of men is going to wax cold. You're looking for somebody to love you, and they're looking for somebody to make a freak out of. And when you left scorn, disgusted with yourself, some of y'all in here have been scorned, and you don't even know. You know, no, you know, no, 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 no. You know it. You know you've been scorned. When you was hurt in that situation, you said to yourself, ain't nobody else going to do me like this. And you've been holding true to your word. Ain't nobody going to do you like that when they get you. Because you're doing it to everybody else. It's bad to be hurt and not know it. Mm-hmm. Pastor, get back to what you got on the... All right, I'll get back up here. All right. All right, I'm just trying to help you. You cannot, listen, listen, you cannot play with love. This thing is too powerful for you to be playing with. If you don't love her, you better tell her, I don't love you. If you don't love him, you better tell him, I don't love you. Because can't not, really, really, I'm going to tell you the truth, men can't handle it either. Mm-hmm. We can't handle it. When, when the rabbit gets gone, we really can't handle it. As long as we out there playing and sowing our wild oats and we doing what we want to do, we cool. You crying, you snotting everywhere and all that stuff, we cool. That's all right, baby. You're going to get over it. You're going to be all right. You know, just be strong. Be strong. Be a strong woman. But when that table turns, that rascal will be crying, running to mama, telling everybody about every little thing. We can act ugly. So it ain't just women that can't control this thing of love. Men too. And they don't want to admit it, but I'll tell you, look, er, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed, I've been alone. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. But yeah, men have a problem with love too. Okay? Most men in here won't tell a woman that they really love her. They're scared. You're scared. You're just plain scared. You don't, want, you, don't, you don't want to feel mushy on the inside. You, want to, you don't want to feel like you're losing control. So you want to be a strong man. My daddy never said that. My daddy told me, don't never tell a woman you love her. Boy, you better be strong. That's for the weak. No, it's not. No, it's not. You can say, you just better mean it when you say it. <laughs> I tell my wife, I love you, baby. And I mean that. Now, it's hard for me to tell another woman I love her. And I know the different forms of love, but it's hard for me like, mm, yeah. Pastor, I love you. Mm, yeah, me. Mm-hmm, love you too. And y'all know, y'all know, I, I, some of y'all say, Pastor, I love you. I say, mm-hmm, me, uh-huh. Mm. I can't hardly say it. I can't get it out. Why? Because I don't want you to get it construed. 
I don't want you to get it misconstrued. I don't want you to get it messed up. Because some of y'all are scarred. Some of y'all are hurt. And when I say I love you, huh? <laughs> then you start looking at Miss King like, I didn't mean it like that. But in your definition, that's what you, that's what you thought. So I need to tell you, I got pay you. Because you're hurting. Somebody scarred you. Somebody damaged you. Somebody messed you up. And now the poor man, he can't even shake your hand. Because you've been scarred. You've been wounded. Yeah, boy. Let me go on. Let me get off these two slides because I hadn't got with the ones that we dealt with last week. All right. So this scripture is where I started with last week. And I promise you, if you bring your Bible or look in your Bible, you'll see it is there. Just like I got it up here, okay? Now, now watch this. I started off by saying, what's best for you? And all God was saying, what's best for you? He didn't say, and, and, and look. Whenever you get confused about it, go get your Bible and read and keep on reading and see if it makes any sense to you. Your problem is that you don't read, so your relationship with God is not where it should be. You want to go on what pastor said because you don't want to read. Mm, thank you for that one clap. Do it one more time. I, I like the sound of that. Thank you, baby. Good. Good. Yeah. Uh-huh. One person clap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so here we go. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 25. And I'm going to read on down through 28 from the New Living Translation, the NLT. Here we go. Now, regarding your questions about the young women who are not yet married, I do not have a command from the Lord for them. The men was asking them some questions. But the Lord in his mercy has given me wisdom. Who gave him the wisdom? The Lord. Wisdom. He gave me wisdom that can be trusted. And I will share it with you. Remember? I asked you, were well, you ready? Could you handle the truth? Because he finished, he finished share some truth with you. Amen? So here we go. Because of the present crisis, meaning the way that things are today, that's talking about 50% of the marriages are, are breaking up. Uh, there's so much turmoil going in the world because of the time we're living in, the love of ministry wax cold. It's hard to keep marriages together. It's hard for people to stay loving each other. He said because of the present condition or the crisis, and y'all don't realize it, but the church is in a crisis. Marriage folks are in crisis. Because of the present crisis, I think it's best to remain as you are. Now, some of y'all shut me down last week at that point. Wake up again, all right? Listen to me good. Okay, come back to me, all right? If you have a wife, don't seek to end the marriage. <laughs> if you got a wife, don't seek. Married men, you ought to clap. Thank you, Brother Webb. He's good. <laughs> but uh, you, all right, anyway. Right. <laughs> I can't get out. You can't get out. <laughs> you open the door. Huh? No, I hear your thoughts. Oh, God. All right. 
If you have a wife, don't seek to end the marriage. If you don't have a wife, don't seek to get married. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know what? I, I might just need to leave this alone. <laughs> if you don't have a wife, don't seek to get married. But if you do get married, it's not a sin. Did you remember me saying that? If you do get married, it's not a sin. So single ladies and single men, I'm not saying you can't get married. I'm saying what Paul said, that it's best that you stay single. But if you want to get married and you cannot contain yourself, then okay to get married. I got these scriptures up here and I'm going to show you. All right? But if you get married, it is not. If you do. If you do it, if you get married, it's not a sin. And if a young woman gets married, it's not a sin. It's not a sin if either one of y'all get married. So women, you can stop telling yourself, I don't want no man. But you can't get your eyes off of theirs. You want something, I don't know what you want. But something's getting your attention. Now listen to me good. You can do all things by faith. If you want a man, stop acting and telling God you don't want one, but you still want to be with one. You're confused. You're double-minded. If you want a man, be honest about God. I really do want to be married. I'm sorry. I should have said that better. Correction. If you want to be married, because some of y'all just want a man. Uh-huh. You just want a man. Because you don't want nobody to look at you being lonely. If you really want a husband, God's okay with that. He's the one who told you in the beginning, because somebody said, well, you told me first in the beginning that you shouldn't, that, that, that you shouldn't be alone. Then you tell me now, I got to be alone. No, I'm not. I say, if you want to be married, if you have that desire inside you that you want to be married, God said, I'm okay with that. Now you can believe God for a husband. But now, watch the process. It may take some time, because first thing God's going to do is work on you. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep going. However, those who get married at this time will have some troubles. And he put an S on it. <laughs> You're going to have some troubles. Okay? So you got to be, it's, it's not for the faint at mind. When you jump in, you cannot just jump out. When God said okay, he meant it to be forever. So divorce is obsolete. That's how you got to go into a marriage. Ooh, look at some of y'all frowning at me now. God, dog. I, I, I'm going to get some cameras and I'm going to put them up and I'm going to have them face this way so you can see yourself when I say certain things about Scripture, okay? All right. So you will have some trouble. And, I, and look, I'm just trying to spare you these problems because you're going to have two people trying to come together in your ways from what your mama taught you. My mama, I ain't going to say my mama messed me up, but my mama taught me some ways. I didn't know my mama was scorned until I started studying the Bible. My mama was scorned. Yeah, she was mad. And she didn't, she didn't need no man. Why? Because she had me. I'm the one who was doing everything I could for my dear. I'm a Scooby got spoiled. I'm sorry, Dietrich. <laughs> because my mom, I, anyway, I ain't going to all that. All right. But I didn't know she was scarred or scorned. Until I got older. And I realized 
my mama brought us up in a way that we were overbearing and strong. I saw myself this morning. I got up. <laughs> Be quiet, Miss King. Just sit on the front row and look straight ahead. I don't know where this fussing come from. I woke up fussing, just fussing. I heard myself, but couldn't stop it. <laughs> and when I, I said, God, what's going on with me? And I said, God, where's it come from? And I, and, and I don't know how, but I saw my mama walk to the house. And I'm like, God, dog. Did I get that from? She talked so fast that I know y'all talk. I, got, I must slow down, too, because <laughs> I got a lot of things from my mom. I love my mom. My mom was scarred and didn't realize she was scarred. Therefore, I was scarred. Okay? Because I picked up some of the things from my mom. You want to know what's wrong with your husband? Yeah, boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, let me carry on. <laughs> All right, First Corinthians chapter seven. Did I even finish the other ones that y'all just trying to push me on? Let's just go with where we are. First Corinthians chapter seven, verse thirty-three through thirty-seven. But a married man has to think about earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. You don't hear what he's saying. Married men, listen to me. Paul just told you he has wisdom from God. Your focus should be on your earthly responsibility and how to please your wife, not on what you can get for yourself. Amen. Baby, you dead. It ain't about you no more. I want to hang out with the guy. Forget the guy. Get yourself together and learn your earthly responsibility. Get a job. Take care of your family. Make sure your wife has everything that she needs. Do y'all want me to turn the air up a little higher? <laughs> I say, please. <laughs> yes, sir. You, it ain't about you no more. A married man has to. He has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. Dude, you got to put some thought into this. You got to figure it out. You got to contemplate it. <laughs> you got to meditate on it. got to figure out, well, how, how am I going to make this woman happy? Yeah. Are you ready for the truth? <laughs> All right, let's keep going. His interest is divided. One translation says, loyalty is divided. God said, I want you to love me with all your heart, but because you got married, you can't do it. And God said, I understand that. You now cannot focus totally on me. You got to focus on your responsibility, how to take care of your family and how to take care of your wife. So God said, I understand that. He ain't mad at you. You chose to get married, and he knew that he told you that you should love your wife as Christ loved the church. So he expects for your Lord to be divided when it comes to him because you got a woman now. Mm -hmm. So his interests are divided. In the same way, the woman who is no longer married 
or even have been married, meaning you divorced or your widow, can be devoted to the Lord and holy in body and in spirit. So if you're single, you're not married or a widow, God expects you to devote yourself to the Lord. How can I please the Lord? I, that shouldn't even be, as many women in here that, that are single, we should have, man, we should have so much work going on in the church. Yeah, boy. Mm, y'all were happy when I was talking about the man. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to hear this. You want to be married. You don't want to hear this. Devote to the Lord. I, I love the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yep, you sure do. But a married woman has to think about her earthly responsibility and how to please her husband. Thank, th- thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to write you a note so you can get out of jail free, all right? All right, let's keep going. Watch this. It's for your benefit. I'm saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I'm not telling you what you cannot do. I'm telling you for your benefit because I know it's going to be trouble because of the time that you're living in. There's a lot of issues. A lot of people have listened to TV, television, and you've been watching all this crazy mess on television and you're thinking that your marriage is supposed to be like this. And some of y'all don't realize it, but you better stop watching. We don't watch LMM and Snap in our house. Amen. Snap, LMM, Fatal Attraction, all that crazy stuff. I don't need Miss King to get no thoughts. Because every day I'm not Pastor King. Every day I'm not Elder King. Every day I'm not this lovely husband. Some days I'll be fussing and I'll be getting on her nerve. And I'll touch her and she pull away from me. Uh-uh, don't snap. <laughs> Some of y'all can't get enough TV out of your head. The devil is telling you a vision. He's telling you what to do with him. For, woo, if I get enough time, I'm going to show you some stuff. All right. But if a man thinks that he's treating his fiance improperly and would inevitably give in to his passion... Let him marry her as he wishes, for it's not a sin. Let me bring it up to uh, Pastor King's translation. If you can't handle yourself, you got all this passion, you got all this, you in heat, you need to get married. If you want to get you some, you need to get married to get you some. Mm-hmm. No what? No ring? Brothers, if you want it, better put a ring on it. Paul is saying, if you cannot contain yourself and you see yourself going there and you're rubbing on her and you're hugging on her and you're getting aroused, he said, I say to you, go ahead on and get married. Now, let me help you with this question. Well, Pastor, I don't know if I, if I want a husband or not. Do you want some? <laughs> Do you want to get you some? If your answer is yes, then yeah, you need to be married. 
Set up straight. Acacia Jermaine, stop it. If you want some, God gives you the guidelines on what you need to do to get it. You cannot get it outside of marriage. It was reserved for marriage. Any other way, you're going to have soul ties. You're going to have even more issues than what you think you're going to have. Because there's a real devil out there. There's a real demonic world out there who's going to come at you and going to attack every area of your life. Your finances, your health, your sanity, your mind even will mess over you. The Bible says when you do this unprotected, you hook yourself with that harlot. You become one with her. Whatever issue she got, you got. Or whatever issue he has, you have. Can you handle the truth? But if he has decided firmly to, not to marry, and there's no urgency, and he can control his passion, he does well not to marry. So, brother, he said, if you can keep yourself together, don't let her push you into it. <laughs> but why y'all too saying? <laughs> what, too late now? What? What y'all think? I don't want to know what you're thinking. If you can control yourself, take your time and think about this. Think about what you're getting ready to get involved in. And honestly know that you're doing it. You're going into it. I hate it when I hear some... Some people say, I married the wrong one. You chose her. God gave me the wrong woman. No, God gave me the wrong one. No, you chose her. Stop putting it on God. God just said, I bind you together. You went out there and found her or she found you. And when you said, I do, God said, I did. So it's on you. Now you got to love the one you're with. What God has joined together, let no man put it asunder. If you stop trying to look for a way out and look for a way in, you'll be all right. But you're going to have to get it together. Y'all see these being faces. Boy, y'all be tripping. All right, come on to the next one. Watch this. Oh, now this is getting a little bit heavy, guys. All right? Love is so powerful that it overlooks faults. Okay? Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12 from the Amplified Bible. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers and overwhelms all transgressions, forgiving and overlooking another's faults. Love is so powerful that even though mama told you he wasn't no good, daddy told you I don't want you to be with him, everybody tells you to leave him alone, you can't see it. He could be an abuser, he could be mean as all get out. But because he told you he loved you, he ain't demonstrated it. He just told you he loved you. You then, not guarding your affections, have begun to love him unconditionally 
And therefore, love is so powerful in your eyesight and in your heart that you overlook all the stuff. Well, he just hit me one time. Really? Janae, where you at? It don't take for one time, babe. If he even flake at you, if he even jump at you, come to your daddy. <laughs> I got some oil. We'll lay hands on him. Love will hide a person's fault. That's why when y'all come in here to marriage counseling and you're going to have to tell your, your fiancé, this is what he's going to ask you. Now, you need to be able to tell him this. You're covering for him. Or for her, because some of y'all can be a little mean. <laughs> okay? But that's the power of love. You got to watch out for it. Watch this. Let me go on real quick. Next one. Love covers. There's another translation of another, not a translation, but another uh, 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 scripture. First Peter chapter four, verse seven and eight. The end of this world is coming soon. Therefore, earnestly and watch this. Listen, listen. He's saying because this world is coming to an end real quick, you need to be prayed up. Therefore, be earnestly and, and disciplined in your prayers. You know that some stuff is happening in this world that's beyond your control. So one thing that you need to do is be prayed up. All right? You need to be prayed up so whatever condition or whatever happens in your marriage or in your relationship, you can handle it. Single folk, y'all need to be praying. You need to be prayed up so when you do get married, you can handle some stuff. Don't wait to get married and get prayed. Because when you do get married, you will pray. Is there any married people in here that don't pray? No, baby, you will pray. If you're in church and you know some word, you're going to pray. Yeah. Marriage is going to bring that prayer out of you, okay? Most important of all, continue to show deep love. And that word that what we're talking about love is what we're talking about agape. Show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. It covers a lot. So wives and husbands, y'all can't tell me that she hurt me too bad. And pastor, I can't go through this. I can't deal with that. That's a lie. The love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. It's there. You just have to decide to act on it in faith. You don't have to go to divorce court. Because love covers a multitude of sin. Well, you don't know how long. Now, I, ain't Whoa, I need to have a marriage course right now. Anyway, let me keep up with this. Let's go and watch this. There's no fear in love. Love is so powerful that there's no fear in love. There's no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear had torment. He that feared is not made perfect in love. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. And the best way I can demonstrate it to you, remember that time? Was it that dog? What was that? Came, came against, what was that? That dog that came against you? You had the baby or something? She was pushing the children down the street. I don't know what kind of dog it was. A big. <laughs> she said, a big dog. <laughs> she was pushing the children down the street. And this big dog came out and went, hey, 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 hey. what did you do, Miss King? <laughs> she wasn't afraid of how big that dog was or how aggressive he was coming at her children. That didn't matter at that point in time because of her love for her children, that perfect love for her children cast out fear and she stepped between a dog and her children and said, stop, get away from here. And she meant it. And that dog tucked his tail and got out of her way. What happened? Her love for her children Cast out her fear. 
She had been by herself. She probably been bagged up. Say, help me, somebody, help me, somebody. No, 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 no. But because her love, her children, she couldn't think about herself. She thought about her children. That perfect love for her children cast out all fear. And she was able to step in front of that dog and tell that dog where he needed to go. Perfect love cast out fear. You hear me? That's how powerful love is. That's why I don't want you to play with this thing. It can hurt you. It can mess you up. Watch this. When things go bad, when you get somebody who say they love you, they want you, but they're playing with your emotions. They're playing with your feelings. It can become a nightmare for both. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Above all else, guard your heart. It determines the course of your life. Your heart determines the course of your life. You know what? I said I'd never be a murderer. I'd never be a killer. I never do this. I never do that. I don't know what's in me. I said I never cuss you out. I don't plan on it. And I don't believe no other curse words in me. But you ain't pushing no buttons either. I don't know what I'll do. I pray to God that there's enough strength in me that I don't, I don't act a fool. But I don't watch enough TV. I don't seen enough folks act a fool. Some folks, somebody said me this, told me this week, and I know what they meant, but I just want to bring it back to you because they said, you know, uh, last week I showed you a, a, a clip of uh, a thin line between love and hate. But see, and they said that's the way the world do it. But Mary Winkler was a Christian. I don't know what he did. He was a pastor. But something happened. And she, gets, she got her kids now. You know the story. And that's Christian folks. So don't say this can't happen with church folks. That's why I'm teaching you this because you can... If you don't watch it, you can go there. Now, I pray that you don't. That's why I'm giving you scriptures to help you because you know when you're going there. I'm teaching on this. I have interviewed people. I've asked them questions, and they have told me. Say, ooh, I don't know what happened, but he just would not drink this. Yeah, I, put, I, I know he's supposed, he's supposed to drink, and he didn't drink it. <laughs> yeah, you put something in it. You were going to get it. These are live interviews. You want me to give you the names? No. <laughs> Brother Will, thank you, Elder. <laughs> Watch this. I'm going to show you somebody. What's love? Got to do it. You see, Tina? Everybody talk about Ike. But something's going on in Tina's mind at this point. <laughs> Just look at the picture. The picture says a thousand words. Look at her face. He's trying to kiss her. You know what I did? I got the words, put them up there so I can show you. She said, I've been thinking. 
I've been taking a new direction. But I have to say, I've been thinking about my own protection. And it scares me to feel this way. Something was going on in Tina's mind. Tina had got tired of being tired. She had got tired of Ike's mess. She was trying, oh, I watched the video. The video came on this week. I said, God, you've got to be talking to me. I heard Tina say, but I can't leave him like this. I know what it feels like to be left like this. I'm like, what? Is what he doing you? Look in the mirror. And she said, I can't leave him like this. But he wasn't going to stop. God don't expect you to stay in an abusive situation. But you got to figure out how you're going to get out. You can't get out the wrong way. You cannot get out by taking him out. Just make it plain to you, okay? There are laws against that. Well, we said to death do a part, but you can't kill him. And you can't put a hit out on him. See, Tina was thinking about some stuff. You got to catch yourself when you start thinking. Watch this. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, that perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, fault finding, and slander be put away from you. Stop thinking like this. God help me. I'm thinking about hurting him. She said a bit. It scares me to feel you're going too far, baby. When you start thinking about something crazy about doing something, you want to pause at him, you want to do this, you want to do that. You're going too far. The enemy is taking control of your thought pattern because of what you've been going through. And you're hurt. Put it away from you, along with every kind of malice. And what he's going to do is try to explain malice to you. All spitefulness. How many of you are you doing stuff out of spite? Watch that stuff. Verbal abuse. See, verbal abuse can be just as bad as physical abuse. Mm-hmm. Now, it's to everybody. It's not just to the women. It's not just to the men. It's for everybody. In every relationship. You could not even be married and somebody talking to you crazy. And you're going to still marry them? If they were talking to you foolish before you got married, what makes you think, oh, I can save him? You're not nobody's savior. You don't have a heaven or a hell to put them in. If they were treating you like a fool, that's why you take time and get to know people before you just jump up and marry them. What do we pronounce that word? Malevolence? We, we, me and my wife are pronouncing this word, and I said it's malevolence. What does that mean? He's trying to describe all the violence. But when you really look at it, <laughs> what's she say? 
Shoulder, I tell you. I told somebody gonna say that's male violence. <laughs> so what I did was look back and pick up malice for you so you understand. A desire to inflict injury, harm, or suffering on another, either because of hostile impulse or out of deep-seated meanness. That's why God's telling you to guard your heart. Because you can only take so much. He would rather, and see, this is why God do allow divorce. He does not want divorce, but he allows it because of the hardness of your heart. When you get to a point that you don't want to do what God says do, your heart gets hard. You need to get out. You need to get out. Because if you don't, somebody could get hurt. Love is nothing to play. It is too powerful for you to play with. It's too powerful. If this thing so powerful that it caused God to kill his only son, how much more powerful can it be in your life? God loved this world so much that he gave up his only his only son. That's how powerful love is. If it caused God to come outside of what we normally would think God would do for your benefit, you can't play with it. You can't. And you owe it to yourself to guard yourself. Because once you release this love, and it does not go the way that you expect or intend, it's going to cause you to do something. And God being good, the only way that he showed love was demonstrate. Love has to be demonstrated. God demonstrated his love towards man, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How strong is your love? How deep is it? Married folks, stay married. There's enough love to cover the faults. Single folks, while you're single, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with your body. Love is powerful. Bow your heads. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.